Most entrepreneurs struggle to generate more customers and online leads. Lack of quality online leads means lack of revenue, and that's bad for your business. Here at Investing in the US Podcast, we have partnered up with Ardor SEO, who have developed a system to help maximize your business and online exposure. Your experience as a business owner can radically change for the better with the right SEO team. And with Ardor's system, you wouldn't believe how simple it can be. So find out more by heading over to ardorseo.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com. Now back into the show. There is nothing more thrilling than real estate and taking ownership. And uh, when you think about doing that with with people you care about, it's just 10 times better. I, I'm reading a book called uh, Hacking the American Mind. And, uh, it, you know, p- pleasure... Pleasure is something that you experience on your own. And happiness is something you experience with others. And TriBest is a great way to, to uh, turn real estate investing into something that makes, makes you really happy. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel so head over to reedgoosens.com click on the video link and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right enough out of me let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, the pleasure of speaking with Travis Smith. Travis is the founder and CEO of TribeVest. He started his career with Morgan Stanley, but realized the most direct path to true wealth and financial freedom is in the private markets. He is now a partner in several investment groups that he calls his tribes that invest in single family rentals, multifamily and commercial real estate. However, his favorite part of the investment group is one that has enabled him to own vacation rentals and even own a racehorse with his brothers. His now obsession is to level the playing field and he knows firsthand that forming investment groups is the great equalizer. 
As a result, he built TribeVest, an online platform where people can assemble their tribe, align, form, and operate their own investment group. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today to share his incredible insight and knowledge. But enough of me, let's get him out here. G'day, Travis. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Great, Reed. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Mate, my pleasure. Um, we were just talking a little bit in the green room before we press record here. You spent a semester or a summer in Sydney when you were 21. Uh, how was that, mate? Oh, fantastic. I was a junior at the Ohio State University and came across an opportunity to, to uh, do an internship with a company called Godfrey Pembroke, which was a financial investment firm there. I don't know if it's still there or not, but still some of my best friends today are from Australia and, and uh, in Sydney. Just wonderful, awesome. uh, wonderful part of my, uh, my life. It's great. And a good part of that, your life being you know, 21, not a lot of strings attached, just going out there, throwing caution to the wind and giving it a go, right? No doubt. No doubt. A good time to be there. And, uh, you know, everybody was super excited to make sure I was just having the best time possible. So I'm always <laughs> feel indebted to uh, anytime I meet another Aussie. Awesome, man. Well, look, that we're not here to talk about Australian investing, but we are here to talk a little bit about you. So the first question I always ask my guests when they come on the show is, rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid or a teenager. You know, great question. And I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to dodge the question just to teens. I think you know, maybe the lemonade stand. Uh, and then I did work, you know, as a busboy uh, for, for a restaurant. But really the first dollar I made from nothing wasn't until I was 35 years old. And um, I, I knew I had an entrepreneur spirit. I knew in order for me to be, to be um, fulfilled, I was going to have to follow that spirit. And that's when I, I uh, built a uh, online blog and community that targeted a very specific audience and ended up um, getting a subscription base and making money in advertising. So not when I was a kid, but it took me a long time to really figure that out. Uh, before that, I was always dependent on, you know, the company I worked for. Well, it's interesting that you say busboy because you, you're working tables, essentially. That's, that's a hard graft. And how old were you when you, you got that job? 17. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you knew the, the slog, right? Being on your, on your feet for eight hours, nine hours a day, trying to work for your tips um, yeah, it really, it really instills the value of a dollar in, in when you grow up and when you do make a little bit more money as a professional, you really do value that, that, that money because you've had to grind doing some probably jobs that we've all done. I remember being a dish pig and just been absolutely hating it, you know, just, just scrubbing pots and pans and in the hot, sweaty kitchen, it was gross, but, you know, kept me, kept me going forward towards my goals. So you, you talk about a fulfilled and your, your entrepreneurial spirit. Was that something that your parents instilled in you growing up? What, what, where did that come from? You know, not at all. Um, I was I was supposed to be a doctor, I guess. You know, I come from a long okay. line of of, of doctors, um, and um, so. Uh, but you know, I look back at it, and I think, gosh, a couple generations ago, it was a very entrepreneurial, uh, you know, profession. So I, now that I consider it, I do see that they were very entrepreneurial themselves. Um, but no, it was very much go to school. Uh, go to get a good job, uh, you know, retire gracefully and die gracefully kind of thing, you know, <laughs> do it, do what your society tells you to do. And I was just unhappy. I, I was unhappy. There was something um, telling me that I needed to go and um, build something on my own. 
And uh, so, no, I, it, was, it was one of these things I really had to find on my own. And I, I always joked that I'm, you know, I was a 40-year-old founder when I finally did launch what is TribeVest. And it, I, it, I look back, it was all in the making. It was all leading up to that, but it took me a while to, to make the plunge. And so talk to me about that. The, 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 it sounds like a 20, nearly a 20-year career in corporate America. What was that like for you, knowing that you had that inner burn and inner desire to be moral, to, to build, pay, uh, forge your own path, uh, be your own boss? Like it's a lot of us, myself included, have that sort of conflicting like, gosh, I know I'm worth more. I know that I can build, make more money or build better wealth. And I'm now doing it for some other schmuck that had a W-2 job. So talk to me about that sort of inner struggle and, and if it was even an inner struggle. It absolutely was. Uh, you know, I, and I look back at this and it's funny, um, there was such a stigmatism to this back when I was a kid, but um, I didn't even kind of diagnose myself for dyslexia or ADD, AD and ADD. Um, and I, I look back at it and just how much I struggled in school. I, I still managed to get good grades. And, and that, I don't know if that has to do with how my mind is wired or just the fact that I, I had to learn how to work the system in order to get to the next stage in life. Uh, nonetheless, um, it, it taught me all sorts of uh, cre- how to get creative and to be successful. So in, in corporate America, that was very useful to a point. Um, I would come in and, and see new ways of doing things and, um, and then eventually would hit a ceiling and become very frustrated. And, uh, and this, this happened over years and years. And finally, um, I, I, uh, I realized that if I was going to make the leap, I kind of had to burn the ships, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's funny, it's not burn the ships all at one time. It was more of burn the ships over a four-year period to ultimately make the, the big leap. Right. And you talk about a ceiling. I think there's so many people out there who are trying to have a side hustle or have that inner desire. They don't know what maybe it is today that they want to do, um, but they have that that in a burn and they can see that there's going to be a ceiling, right? And I, I, I vividly remember joining a, um, I made a transition from being a structural engineer into uh, working for a developer. And the first three years was great. You know, I learned so much in the business, but you, well, I think it was less than that. I think it was more like 18 to 24 months, but you get to that point where you can see the ceiling already and you can see folks ahead of you that are going to be in line to take over manager or director or partner or whatever that is. And you just, you can see it pretty quick. Um, was that something prevalent that you were seeing a lot in your career before you made that jump? And then ultimately seeing so many ceilings, like screw it, I need to go break that ceiling and, and do it myself. You know, I did. And, and I think that was the frustration that I kept having uh, that, that, um, that was difficult really. And, um, but it wasn't that that motivated me. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to go do this better than the company I'm working for. Um, I was in software uh, working in fintech and um, and working in uh, fi- you know financial working with banks and institutions. So I've definitely leveraged that. I saw ways of leveraging my partnerships and relationships that I'd made in the industry. But um, when it came to what drove me uh, to to building something from nothing, it was really in parallel in parallel to my professional career, which started at Morgan Stanley. 
uh, I was trained in you know trading stocks and bonds and and financial advising on the retail space. My my really my passion was to help people build wealth, and it didn't take long that that was the wrong place to do it. And I say I was saved by software. So most of my career, I was in enterprise sales and enterprise software where we were working with institutions, bank institutions and other financial institutions. Um, and, and so while I was doing that throughout my career, uh, back in the um, 2008, the last financial global crisis, the great recession, um, I, my brothers and I kind of saw what was up. We saw that get, having a good job and being dependent on the stock market was not gonna be enough. And, and, to, to have lived the life we wanted to live, to have financial freedom, that we needed to figure something out and do more and take ownership, take ownership in something. And we always saw real estate as a way to hack wealth without having to give up our day jobs. You know, you mentioned side hustle and that was what we wanted to do. Uh, but we, but we never, you know, just, we had no experience at real estate investment. We didn't grow up in a house where, where we learned about real estate investing, but that was part of it. We said, listen, let's learn and grow together. But we, we kept running into the same challenge, which was to break into the private markets, to break into real estate, you need capital, lump sums of money that we just didn't have. And on a fishing trip in Patagonia, Chile, on a, <laughs> on a trip that we couldn't afford, I mean, quite honestly, um, we had our breakthrough. We said, listen, let's, instead of talking about the deals uh, that we can't afford, let's take care of the problem right in front of us, which was capital. And we each agreed to a manageable and monthly contribution of $500 each. And that was it. It was a stretch, but it was manageable. And between the four of us, that was $2,000 a month, $24,000 a year. One investment led to another, led to another. And by forming and funding that investor group, that tribe, we secured and unlocked a future we could have never dreamed of. And, mm. um, and so that was happening throughout my career. And people started to catch wind of the deals we were doing, which were incredible. And they said, how are you doing? How are you in these deals? And I told them and they said, wait a minute, you know, I have a tribe of like-minded people that I know, like, and trust. And we have shared financial dreams and aspirations. Can you help us form an investor group, help us form a tribe? And that was when we kind of realized that there was you know, something missing out there in the world that I was uniquely positioned to help with. So how many deals did you and your brothers do before the inception of the actual site website which is now TribeVest. yeah so probably 20 deals over wow, okay. over 12 12 years so you can yes, it's a long time yeah you, you think about it over time we're not you know i'm not uh, i haven't been invited on to your show as a you know incredible real estate investor in fact we, we just always wanted to, to do it as a side side gig and mm -hmm. um and even more important than the deal for us was learning the agency, learning the repertoire. You know, you can take all of our properties away and we're still financially free because we, we have learned, we could do it all again, right? We could do it all right. again. And to us, that was, that was the big freedom. So uh, we, never, we never 
made it our full-time job to, to invest in real estate. Uh, and, but it did afford us to, you know, take the jobs that we wanted to take. It could afford me to, to start TribeVez. It could afford us to vacation together and live the life we've always wanted to live. And uh, so anyway, like, I don't have this awesome real estate empire to speak of, but it, <laughs> it, it definitely um, gave us the financial freedom that we wanted. And it's interesting you spoke about financial freedom and not the, not the essence of, well, yes, the essence of having enough capital to be, you know, pay the bills and not have to have a W-2. But what you said there, you said you, you could take all the properties away and we've got the financial freedom and knowledge to go and build it again, right? So you could go do the same thing, even though those specific deals may not have worked out or whatever, like in a hypothetical scenario, they, they vanish in thin air. The financial freedom part you're speaking about was the knowledge that you could go re- repeat it. And I think that's, that's kind of key. No doubt. And, and, and the tribe. So the knowledge in the tribe. And of course, when we talk about tribes, we're talking about our intimate investor group of two to five people or two to 10 people. But there's also this extended tribe that's part of that knowledge. That's part of that repertoire that we've built up. We have people like you, Reed, that you know, know this business inside and out. Um, and we have those contacts now. And, um, and so it's, it's also about the network that we've developed uh, that's so valuable. Again, more valuable than the assets. Right. So how much did your, you mentioned in the beginning when I asked you the question about how you made your first ever dollar and you, you said you had a blog and that came through um, subscription-based. Did that help you with the knowledge of online, the online platforms that you could build and the power of those online platforms to help you go and plant the seeds of Tribe, TribeVest and, and, and start cultivating those online communities at all? Yeah, you know, I, I said it before, the burning of the, of the ships. If you want to take the island, burn the ships. And um, I did it over five years. And one of the first things I did was, could I, could I go make money online? And um, I was fortunate to have some people that were around me that were doing the same thing and I could learn from. But that was, uh, that was a huge step for me. It also helped me realize about scale and you know what an incredible time we live in that um, we could be in Columbus, Ohio or Los Angeles or wherever and really access the world. Um, and so no doubt by, by doing that um, unlocked all sorts of um, you know, new ways of thinking and perspective, which ultimately led to launching the Tribe Best business. So, so now let's pivot and let's talk about the business itself and, and, and how you help both operators and other people who want to get involved in real estate deals. And I think uh, one thing that people missed, you really focus on the sort of two to say less than 10 cultivating of two to, two, two to 10 investors in, in any one particular group. Do you want to walk us through the sort of ins and outs of how people you know, meet each other and how do you form those relationships online, you know, the trust relationships to form that tribe in order to go off and then use the platform or go off and then fund a deal? Absolutely. So, you know, I always talk about the platform today, tomorrow, and in the future. And today, it's very much your, your tribe or our, our tribes are are with people they already know, like, and trust. 
So people that are in their social network. Uh, in my brothers and I's case, it was we were we were brothers. I always say brothers, but we were, there were a couple of cousins in there that we, we claim as brothers. And um, you know, for others, it's the neighbor down the street that you know you want to buy a single-family rental that's around the corner because it makes sense and it's smart, and no one knows that deal better than you because you live in that neighborhood. Uh, so today it's, it's all about people you already know, like, and trust that have the same dreams or in the same kind of position as you to invest in things. And, um, and our, our platform gives you a place to assemble. It, it gives you a place to, to build your dream uh, and vision and invite uh, your prospective members in. And you actually go through an alignment process, Reed, where uh, before you do go into business with them before you actually start pulling capital, you want to qualify that that's a good match. And we're just as proud of the, of the groups that decide not to go on into business together as the ones that go on to do incredible things. And uh, so you come in, you assemble, you align, uh, you propose the rules of the game, the how much, the how long, then what, and what if. And we always say, you know, more important than the rules, are the rules up front, right? Well, while it's, while it's not emotional, while we've all agreed, how are we gonna handle these things when they do happen? And if you, and our platform helps you work through those things in a, in a, in a fun way, not an awkward way. And that's, that's like a huge part of what we do is we're a neutral third party. So you've assembled, you've aligned, you've come up with the rules, and now on our platform, you can, uh, file your LLC, uh, get your operating agreement. Uh, you can open up a business bank account, FDIC insured all online and pull, start to pull capital. And, and not just, you know, hey, let's all throw in $20,000 to get to $100,000, but let's, why don't we do $500 a month? Like my brothers and I did, right? We didn't have the, the tens of thousands of dollars to all throw in. So we started with, $500 a month and TriVest makes it super easy to set up that discipline, an automatic ACH. Everybody comes in and sees a shared dashboard and uh, it gets exciting. You know, you see a big number growing and start to think about the next deal. So it sounds like it's a little bit of a, um, a foot in either camp of, of helping prep people for getting involved in real estate but also the other side of the coin which i want to maybe focus a little bit more on is is once you have prepped people you've got the llc you've got the the funding that you've saved over a period of time how do you make sure that you are partnering with the right operator because obviously a lot of things look good on paper a lot of dreams can look great pitch decks um but if you don't have the right people who've who one found the deal, who, you know, un analyze the deal to make sure it's going to work, um, particularly like if a flip project, you know, make sure who's going to look after, after the construction and, and make sure it's done on time. So how do you deal with that part of making sure the tribe has a, a not necessarily a leader, but someone who's got the knowledge and the, um, the experience to make sure that the deal will go through as promised? Yeah, great, great question. And I can walk through my own tribe's hard lessons sure. and ex experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, initially it was us, which didn't have any knowledge going out and doing single family rentals and stumbling along. And we really leaned on each other. Um, 
and so you know that was that was one approach and um but then we did get into well let's get into bigger deals ones that we wouldn't be leading and um you know talk, looking into other syndications and other commercial deals and how do we make a decision on moving forward with the deal and i think that's one of the the real powers of the tribe um you know, you think about it, pulling capital is kind of this obvious benefit, right? This opportunity to pull capital and, and get into a deal that you wouldn't be able to get into on your own, getting into more deals as a result of, of being a tribe. But the other benefits include, you know, spreading the risk across and then this, this um, coming together to make a decision. And, and if, if four of us or five of us are all shaking our heads and saying, guys, this is, this is a good deal and here's why. And we all, we all agree. It's a good deal. Like, you know, five, you know, reasonable people coming together, all looking at the same deal from different angles. And if you agree that you should go forward. So coming to a decision is another just fantastic benefit of, of, of investing with your tribe. Investing in the US podcast is proudly sponsored by ArdorSEO.com. Online marketing for your business shouldn't be a headache, and that's why the guys over at Ardor SEO have created a no-hassle system that will increase your online traffic, increase your leads, and generate predictable and reliable revenue. So what are you waiting for? Head over to ArdorSEO.com and find out more. That's A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com. Now, back into the show. And you speak about... Other people who've done bigger and larger deals, you know, I obviously take down big deals, you know, two, three hundred units, and we raise millions of dollars in, in equity. Um, are you going actively out and, and courting operators to come on the platform and, and, and present deals so other people can see them um, on the platform? So, so, so you know that you have, okay, this person's got a track record and they're in this particular neighborhood of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we know the area. So like maybe there's a couple of other folks on TribeVest who would be interested in this shopping center down the street um and here's the here's the developer and or um person who has the experience you know you present them on the platform like that is is that an element of the platform right now it's not uh, you know and maybe someday it will be uh but we are super deal agnostic you know we are just so focused on helping the that investor group and keeping the relationships first right like when you get when you get those and you get uh people that are motivated entrepreneurs, they're super driven and it's fun. Like getting the deal is fun. And, and it's a little bit of our job to say, you guys, listen, more, more valuable than anything is that mm-hmm. is your relationships. And anybody that's been in business long enough knows that. Uh, but you know, we forget. And so TriVest is that kind of constant reminder to make sure that the relationship is always a priority. And then the mm-hmm. deals, they take care of themselves. It's, it's incredible. Um, you know, they, they, our customers find us after listening to your podcast or after working with you, right? And they're looking for a way to do this in a smart, uh, streamlined way. Uh, they, they found the deal down the road from their house with their neighbor uh, and the single family. So they're coming with these deals already. They're just trying to figure right. out how to do them. Right. And I guess that's where the, the TribeVest facilitates that sort of process um, of pulling that together and another element that and i don't know if it's part of it, it seems like a very natural organic growth is having an element of education on the front end with any particular you know 
buying a single family is completely different to buying a commercial building or buying a multifamily or buying a mobile home park. Like, I feel like there could be some element that you could have um, some education in there to, to help facilitate those conversations and, and the existing customers on the platform can help um, build knowledge themselves so they can, oh, well, now I didn't even think about commercial. Oh, I know one down the street, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you've, you've, you've given them tools to then go out and nearly, not bird dog, but think outside the box of just maybe a single family or what, whatever niche that they might be thinking in. Yeah, Reed, you're really kind of hitting on all the, the real exciting parts of, of TribeVest and it just continues to evolve. But absolutely, uh, there's an element of education here. And I think what's so exciting is it's really the, communi- the community um, mm-hmm. that's educating. And you know, this, we're, we're big believers, as you might imagine, as an entrepreneur, that you know, the best education is, is, is experience and talking to people that have that experience or having that experience yourself. And you, you just have a ton of that going on on the platform. Uh, but right. yeah, you're, you're spot on a uh, great place to come and kind of take a first step and then take a look up and see, you know, where, where else could, you know, where can I take this knowledge and take it to the next level? Or, or, or where can, where can I talk to someone else who I know on the platform that could help bring, I know they know what they're talking about. So maybe they could bring a little bit of education to the, the other folks on the platform who are interested to know a little bit more. So did, did, yeah. did you guys, you guys have country clubs in Australia? <laughs> no surf clubs, mate. We uh, we have we dip, slightly different, but if you ever been to Bondi, the Bondi Surf Club, you would have seen this sort of a congregation of community. I think is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Well, and it's and and of course, in the states, uh, the country club is very exclusive. But you right. think about it, it, had everything you you needed. You had you, all, your friends were there. One of them was an attorney. One of them was in real estate. One of them is insurance. One of them's you know property management. And you kind of have like this built-in community but it's exclusive like you have to have a lot of money to get into that type of club right and you can think of TribeVest as this you know great equalizer and leveling the playing field now we all have a place to go and network and find people your, your extended tribe that I referenced earlier yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, because the, the reference to the country club is it's stuffy and exclusive and I can't get in, but TriVest is that opposite and saying, no, it can be accessible to everyone. The average Joe who just wants to be, you know, in deals with his neighbors or his friends or his cousins or whatever it might be. So, or he or she, I should say. And so uh, I think it's an incredible um, idea and, and well, not even idea, incredible business. Uh, on the, just, I know we spoke in the green room a little bit before pressing record, the key element to TriVest is the fact that everyone is a partner, an, an active partner. It's, it's, you're not actually selling securities in any of these deals. And I just want to make sure that's clear to, to the folks listening to this. Yeah, I'm really glad you, you brought that up. Um, we have a ton of uh, excitement right now and, and registrations just continue to increase here. And, and we're getting all sorts of people curious and interested in, you know, what is this? And, um, you know, just to be clear, it's, um, it's not a place to form a, a syndicate or put a deal together and to assemble uh, passive investors. Uh, if you come to TribeVest, you're forming a tribe where you all own this entity, this LLC, and, um, and you're all active. 
in fact, our platform shows that you're active because there's usually a voting requirement for you to make a major transaction, which just by definition makes shows that you're all active in the process and have skin right. in the game. So no, it's, and you think about it, um, it, you wouldn't come here to form a syndicate, but you might come here to participate in a syndicate that you might not mm -hmm. have done on your own, but together right. as a group, I can afford a hundred thousand dollars and, right. um, and I wouldn't do that on my own, but if I spread that around within my group, I will do that. And just to clarify for everyone listening, syndicate and syndication, very similar words. Um, but, but what Travis is saying is that essentially it's a JV, it's a joint venture. Everyone has equal voting rights. And when you have equal voting rights, you don't necessarily, you don't need an SEC attorney because it's only when you're selling limited partnership voting rights that you're selling a security and thus you trigger the SEC laws. So Travis is on the other side of that where it's more all JVs coming together. Everyone is, you know, understands the deal, has equal voting rights and can make decisions, you know, whether to paint the house purple or to refinance it or to sell it, whatever it might be. So it's all, everyone has an equal share. And just want to make that very, very clear for people um, before thinking they can jump on and uh, start getting passive investors because that's not how it works. Um, but Travis, what is what has 2020 got in store for you and beyond? It sounds like it's, it's, it's growing. And I guess how many years have you been at this now? We've been uh, we've been a company for uh, two and a half years, and it's it's been a process. You know, we we are in a lot of ways we've just launched though. Um, mm -hmm. Initially, it was with a very small segment of of tribes, and um, and that we're now on our second version platform. In fact, we just released it uh, this year, earlier this year, and um, so we're we're in an incredible position to continue to scale and do this um, you know, with the, in, a, in a bigger uh, population and at vor more value of uh, volume. Uh, so uh, we're just, we're gonna continue to um, improve the platform and we're listening to our customers, uh, what's most important and we just continue to optimize. And it's, it's a little bit, it's, it's leading us to you know what's next for tribe best but um mm. you know a lot of it has to do with that network that we brought uh, that you mentioned before that the network piece of this and the social aspect of this is kind of this uh, unknown it's it's uh a lot of what's bringing groups together is people are looking for things more things to do more ways to connect with people they like with people they care mm. about and as your audience knows, there is nothing more thrilling than real estate and taking ownership. And uh, when you think about doing that with, with people you care about, it's just 10 times better. I, I'm reading a book called uh, Hacking the American Mind. And uh, it, you know, pleasure, pleasure is something that you experience on your own. Yep. And happiness is something you experience with others. And TribeVest is a great way to, to uh, turn real estate investing into something that makes, makes you really happy. Yeah, but, no, I can completely agree with it. But as you're saying all that, my mind's ticking for you of all the opportunities that, that you know, I'm thinking, 
okay, first and foremost, you've got your pooling of people together, but then there's also the services you provide of like the legal entities, the bank accounts, which are really valuable, particularly even for like overseas investors that I'm even thinking about. But then you've got the education piece on the front end that you could you could bring in at some sort of education platform. Um, and then you've got the sort of the diversification into bigger, or not bigger deals, but different deals. You're not just single family, but commercial, you know, retail. Um, but but there's just the, the, the plethora of options that you have in order to be an A to Z type of shop, I, I forgot even thought um, we use an online platform for all our investors called Investor Deal Room. But you could use have a secure login where people could see the transactions of um, you know where the passive income or the distributions or the K ones or the tax forms that you could use it as a as a as a portal. So you know there's six things I've just mentioned there that are all different business plans in themselves. Um, but you know it's, it's it sounds like the world's your oyster and you've got a massive uh, massive future of growth ahead of you. So so well done. Reed, yeah, you're you're spot on. I mean, everybody quickly wants to go to the deal, right? Like, oh, you need to have a, <laughs> you need to have deals and be, be bringing your 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 investors deals. And, you know, maybe someday, but as you just detailed better than I could, just there's so much, there's so many services that we can offer. And we're just beginning to do that. You know, there's, right. there's all sorts of things that we are. We're partnered with realtors and insurance companies. Um, and, and that's how we also keep the cost uh, really low for our customers is uh, when, you know, when they do need a service, and they use our, our service partners, it's a great opportunity and revenue uh, opportunity for us and a, a great business model. And again, it keeps the, the cost down for, uh, for our, our investor groups. Love it. Love it, mate. Well, look, buddy, I want to be very conscious of your time. At the end of every show, we do wrap it up with the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Let's do it. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? You know, I I wake up every morning and um, I do three uh, gratitudes, and I actually keep this on a spreadsheet. I do three gratitudes. I'll uh, I'll I'll document my vision for the day, and um, and then I will meditate for um, for twenty minutes, thinking about the tasks ahead and uh, how I want to achieve them. That's great. How long have you been meditating for? Uh, five years. Nice. I'm sure it would have been a huge change, right, in your life. I've only just started in the last year and a half, and it's been, you know, game changing for me from from a mental point of view. Game changing. I don't know how else to say it. Like, there's right. Not everything. Not everybody. Not everything. There's very few things that work for everybody. But mm-hmm. I, I find it really hard that meditating couldn't help improve every one of your listeners' lives. Or yeah, some aspect of your life, right, that you're maybe struggling with. So, yeah. Uh, second question is, who's the most influential person in your career? Great question. I was fortunate around the same time. Uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I met uh, a gentleman by the name of Pete Kite. Pete was the founder and CEO of a company called CheckFree, which is essentially hmm. the, the rails and the process of what we know today as, uh, you know, uh, online bill pay. So if you can okay. go on and pay, pay your bills, but Pete Kite um, built a multi-billion dollar business and uh, exited for $4.5 billion about 10 years. Wow. And, uh, you know, I never thought about being able to ra- uh, build a billion dollar business until he took the time to talk to me. <laughs> 
Nice. Is he still part of your advisory he, he group? Yes, he's part of the company. He's our he's our chief advisor and a very important person. And again, it's it's all about you know it's easy to read about people. It's easy to, to see them on TV or on YouTube, but until someone takes the time to meet you, uh, it's hard. It's hard to make that real. And that's what he mm. did for me. That's awesome. That's incredible. And probably showing you, giving you permission that there is, you could do, get to that point of a billion dollars. Like, you know, you may not, you may not ever dream of it, but there's like the possibilities there, right? So, oh, we're dreaming of uh, it. We're dreaming of it. <laughs> you're dreaming and, of uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. We all have our self-limited beliefs. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. The reptile brain, right? <laughs> so mate, uh, question number three, in your business, uh, what is the most influential tool you use on a daily you know, on, on the daily, which means when I say tool, it could be a physical tool like a phone or, or a journal, or it could be uh, a software that you use that, that's, that you just can't run the business without. So what's the number one tool that you use in the business? You know, I would say uh, blogging, you know, to be able to get the word out the way that we do is, uh, is just so powerful and really, mm -hmm. you know, new, new, never like within the last 20 years, um, you know, have, have not all of us had this incredible megaphone uh, and, and opportunity to reach so many people through the written word. Right. No, I love the analogy of the megaphone. Yeah. Everyone does have the opportunity to have a megaphone, whether it's through podcasting or blogging or videos. So um, go out and go out and grab your own megaphone today. <laughs> That's right. uh, in, in one sentence, what has been the biggest failure in your career? And what did you learn from that failure? Gosh, I'm sorry, man. I'm drawing a blank. No, no, take your time. Uh, no, this is good. The, the, the dramatic pause. Yeah, the dramatic pause. <laughs> it's, it's all part of it. Um, gosh, my biggest failure uh, in my career, um, was was not uh, being afraid to being afraid to fail. Mm. That's the biggest mistake of my career it took me so long to figure out that that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed <laughs> to go out and fail and take a risk and and expect to fail and just think about all the wonderful learnings and perspectives and ultimately a foundation for your next chance to go out and fail so my biggest my biggest mistake by far is just being being scared to fail well, being okay, to, you know, being okay with it being a possibility, right? Whether whether that comes to fruition or not, but being okay with, okay, the consequence could be X, but I'm okay with that consequence. So, yeah. Mate, last question. Where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere a little bit more. Where do they go? Thanks for that. It's, um, you, you can first of all go to TribeVest, T-R-I-B-E-V-E-S-T.com, TribeVest.com. Uh, you can also find us at Tribes on Facebook, and you can follow me at Tribe Trav. Uh, that's T R A V uh, on Twitter. Awesome, man. Well, look, I want to just re repeat back some of the awesome learnings that I've been jotting down here on my piece of paper from today's conversation. I think a, a good one that we've all gone through, or people who are listening to the show probably are going through, is the the element of the ceiling uh, in their day job and, and and realizing that there's more, you need to break that ceiling. And if you want to go out and be an entrepreneur and, and, and being okay with taking those risks and that failure, you're talking about the 
the scared of, of failing um, is really uh, something that keeps us from, from fulfilling our uh, ultimate potential. So I think that's really, really important there. But I think the biggest thing is, is your passion to help other people grow and, and have at their fingertips the ability to invest in deals that they may not necessarily have been able to invest in in the past or didn't even realize was just next door or a person also thought the same way about them and really having the community first aspect of the platform, leading with that. And when you have such a strong mission to lead with that first, the money's not the the, the goal, the, the, the making a billion dollars isn't the goal, it's the community first. That is the most important thing of any fundamentals of a business. And I think that is going to ultimately set you up for success and your business up for success because you're focused on the right things. So um, did, did I leave anything out? No, Reed, thanks, thanks for that. And um, I, I've been looking forward to this meeting. And you just, you know, your, your summary there um, is, is exactly why and, and that you were able to pick that up. Uh, you're, you're a wise man. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, mate, I want to thank you for jumping on the show today. Enjoy your rest of your week. Stay safe, wash your hands, and we'll catch up very, very soon. Will do. Thanks, Reed. Well, there you have another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Travis. Please do go onto his website, tribevest.com. That's V-E-S-T. Uh, and check it out because it's a really powerful platform that could help you if you're wanting to get started investing in real estate uh, and you want to maybe join forces with some other folks. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on the show. And if you want to give back, the easiest way is just to jump on iTunes and give the show a five-star review. Now, we're going to do it all again next week. So be bold, be brave, and remember, go give life a crack.